Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am your host, Ryan Burklow. With me, as always, is Alexander Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about three tips for your Christmas spending. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where everyone loves to do it, and we just want to make sure that it doesn't uh, doesn't derail you. Yeah, I mean, it's my favorite time of year. Like, honestly, I'm the biggest mush, like, guru, not guru, but, like, love this time of year. Like this might be the one time I might actually become emotional. Uh, for those of you who know me, you might've just giggled a little bit. Ryan Burke will get emotional. That doesn't happen. Um, we still love you, Clark. <laughs> Real nice, Clark. Real. Oh, that's another movie we should talk about. Uh, three specific money tips, Alex. So Real nice, Clark. Real, Real nice. Um, let, let's number one. <laughs> Number one, that right there is the gift that keeps on giving all year long. <laughs> Number one, <laughs> have a gift giving philosophy. And I think this is big. I, I really do think, you know, this is, you know, I, I think this is my, my philosophy is going to come through on this and I'm, I'll just let everyone know I'm going to be biased, but I, I for the most part, I genuinely think that the gift giving during the holidays, while it, and, and as a kid, I used to love opening presents. Don't get me wrong. Like the fact of, remember being at the top of the staircase, like I'd be staring in between the, the, um, the poles on the staircase, waiting for my parents to say, you guys can come down. Actually, I'm lying. Hopefully my mom and dad don't listen to this. I'd actually go down at like 2 a.m. when I know that they're done and I'd go downstairs and mess with the presents because they always had one like big present that wasn't wrapped. They put like the bow on it, right? Like the bike or my favorite one was G.I. Joe and I forget what they call it. It was a G.I. Joe base essentially. Hmm. And it it was a big, it would, uh, it would, it was a three layer base. Like the mountain that like opened up? No, like, uh, like, it, like, um, like three levels. So it would, and it would close okay. on top of each other. So when you open up, like there's a second level and then there was a third level, right. And it would open up that way. And on the tree that year, I don't, this, this one always reminds me, like, this is one of the, my favorite ones, clearly it's one I really remember on the Christmas tree, all the GI Joes snake yep. eyes, right? Like remember all the, all the GI Joes and at the bottom of it was this GI Joe base. And I was so excited. I don't think I slept a wink. Like I remember staring <laughs> at the stupid clock from like two o'clock on. I may have like fallen asleep for like 15, 20 minutes. And then I go downstairs or I, I'm up at the top, like waiting for my parents to say, okay, you guys can come down because they wouldn't allow us to come down until like we would run in and wake them up as early as we possibly can. And my dad would like, you know, rip me a new one if I came in prior to 6 a.m. And he would then say, okay, let mom and I go downstairs, you know, make sure everything's ready. And then he would let us come down. But I remember being at the top. Your experience is so incredibly different than mine. And I was so excited for the gifts. But what I also remember, there was always like maybe one gift that I actually played with consistently. And the rest, I really never played with that consistently. Like every once in a while, it would pop back up. But in the end, I'd have this like huge amount of toys, like, Transformers, GI Joes, for those of you who remember GoBots, like I remember having all of these different toys and I didn't play with all of them. And then as I got older, we used to do trips. 
Disney World became a very popular trip for my family and I in for for the holidays. Those are the trips I really remember. The toys, as I just explained to you, like that's really the only Christmas that I remember as a kid from a gift giving thing for whatever reason. GI Joe, obviously I'm GI Joe dork, I guess. <laughs> um, but that's what I remember, and I and I think. And my parents just said, oh, if our philosophy would have been more around what is it we can do as a family for memory's sake, I think it would have been very different. Now, that's my personal opinion. I'm not saying gifts are a bad thing. I just think if we have a philosophy in terms of how we give gifts and what's important to us, I think it does, A, it resonates better with the person, it experience better, and it probably saves you money because how many gifts have you bought your kids that they've touched once? Yeah. Or just trying to find the right thing for the right person, like where you're actually like trying to go get a physical, tangible thing. It's way easier to try and like know the person and figure out like, oh, hey, they would enjoy. Like I'm looking at the dock behind you and thinking like, oh, yeah, my my father-in-law loves fishing. You know, let's figure out a time when like Sienna and my father-in-law can go fishing with, with me or with uh, the, the four of us or whatever. Um by the way, I'm coming around on this paddle captain. It's I, I'm, I'm going to change my rating upwards. It, it's it's really just it's designed for a beer to be drank while you're out on the water. So it's it's not going to crush you, but at the same time, it's it's just kind of a solid, consistent beer. Still not my my style, but uh, a little bit better. So, Alex, what are the gift giving philosophy? Right, like how does how does that how, why is that such an important tip for you? I would, so it, so much of it is just, we've all received that gift from somebody that we're like, Hey, thanks. This is awesome. And like, it's just something that like is either going to get regifted or donated or, like the almost the worst thing you can do is sometimes say, Hey, this was awesome because then you're going to get that thing over and over and over again. Um, and so it's like, you're, you're trying to make sure that you like, you're protecting the family, the, the feelings of the family who gave it to you or whatever. But at the same time, like you also need to make sure that you, they, they don't like give whatever it was over and over again. Um, how, how many times have you or our listeners, how many times have you been giving a, either seen a gift given or even received a gift where the child was actually like almost crying because they hated the gift that bad, but they knew they needed to say thank you. <laughs> the reason I'm laughing so hard is, so Alex, you know this, like my family and I were diehard Denver Broncos fans. Mm-hmm. And we're at my, my uncle's house and we're living in Maryland at the time. And my uncle decides to give my brother, like they all know I'm a diehard, but they all know that I'm a diehard Broncos fan. Now quite, I'm at this point, probably I'm always four years older than my brother, but at this point he's like four and I'm like eight. Okay. <laughs> my uncle gives my brother a Washington Redskins sweatshirt. <laughs> and my brother's holding it up tears are coming down his face because he's like oh my gosh this sucks you are the worst uncle ever hey it could be worse it could be like the bunny suit 
Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he literally says, thank you. <laughs> She's crying. So Jonathan, if you're listening to this, you're welcome. And, oh. But I mean, to, to the point, like we get gifts all the time and they may or may not mean anything to us, but we feel obligated to give a gift. Whereas I think had my uncle just said, like, well, I was a sports guy too. He could have just said, Hey, Jonathan, let's go to the batting cage. Right. Or here, let's go to the sports store and I'll pick you out whatever you want. Right. Yeah. It, it, again, it comes down and I can't, I, I think it's in, I think it's vital in my opinion, but I'm also, you know, extremely biased in this, in this piece. Alex already called me out on it. Having a philosophy around the gift of giving, I think is huge. Well, and the, trying to put yourself in the other person's shoes. Like one of the thing, one of the weirdest presents that I was ever gifted, it was like one of the, like, you, you know how we always had that big present, mm-hmm. like one of the big presents for me, like my, my senior year in high school with my parents, my dad gave me a leaf blower <laughs> and like, I went and I like unboxed it or like unwrapped it and like held it up. I was like, Hey, this is kind of cool. And my, like, my dad was super excited for this. He was just beyond jazz. He's like, great. You can do my lawn now. <laughs> well, like I must've said something like, like one of my chores growing up was to like sweep the driveway. And I must've said something about how like, Oh, I wish I had a leaf blower to make this so much easier or something. And so like, he jumped on that and like was like, cool, I know what I'm getting, Alex. And like my mom looked at me and was like, are you okay? <laughs> and like I was, it was just this super awkward thing, like your brother rolling up this the the Washington Redskins shirt. And it was just like, I've I've never forgotten that experience. It was just like, okay, cool. So I don't ever want to be on the other end of this cycle of like giving somebody something where it's like clear and apparent that they're like why why did this happen yeah it it comes down to if you're going to spend the money let's bring the value with the money right and maybe the child wants a gift like that's great i'm not i'm not against gifts but have a philosophy for everyone that makes it very simple that way you're not all over the place yeah, one like one of the other things we need to make sure that we do is we need to make sure that we have a budget and that we track it and that we stick to it. Uh, one of the things that like this makes means that you need to make sure that you are having a conversation with your spouse, your spouse, your partner, your wife, your I husband. Partner, I like the yeah, partner one too. The partner that's 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 a good one. Um, but it, it's just make sure that you're coordinating, right? There have been times where there have been times where we have gone to open up presents for Sienna and she is one. She's the only uh, grandchild on one side of the family and one of just a couple on the other side. And so like the grandparents have a tendency of just going crazy. Uh, And Heather and I have repeatedly asked like, hey, like keep it down we don't want her to get super materialistic like we like we want we want the gift to be special we want it to be meaningful so that means like don't go buy a whole bunch of tchotchkes and there have also been times where like heather and i didn't talk with each other as well as we probably could have or should have and so like we each get things and then like we go to like wrap it up and it's just like ooh, how how many different things did we wind up getting 
So it's important to make sure that you set a budget, that you track it, that you have conversation, that you that you have a gift giving philosophy as it relates to all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, sit down and think, okay, who are we getting gifts for? And what's the overall budget for that? Right. Right. And it doesn't have to, you know, everyone's got their own their own philosophy on, you know, the amount of the gift. But if, if you know the total amount that you can spend or want to spend, and then you track it, how much easier is it rather than, well, let's just go to the store on Black Friday and just start buying gifts. Make it appropriate. Like do whatever is right for you. And we're not trying to say like, be a Grinch or like save everything. No, it's no. do whatever is important and make, just make sure it's reasonable and that it's going to be appreciated. Well, how many um, times, the reason we set this is, is how many times, I mean, we even hear it where we'll meet with a client in January, February, because, you know, they might say, well, I want to meet with a financial planner because this is my new year's goal. Resolution, right. Yeah. And then, you know, we get into their, their savings or whatnot. They're like, well, you know, we overspent on the holidays. Like we splurged on Christmas. Right. And when they say that, it, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not out. I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't splurge and, and enjoy the holidays. For sure. And don't use it as a crutch as the reason why you're behind on your finances. Well, don't let it affect the other 11 months of the year. Right. right. Again, do what's appropriate for you in your own personal situation. And one of the rules that, that we have to try and help maintain this is in our household is one in, one out. You know, my, my daughter loves stuffed animals. Um, I always call them stuffed animals. Apparently they're now called stuffies. Um, Notes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like we have like so many stuffed animals. And so one of the things that we did a couple of years ago was we instituted this one in one out policy where like, cool, you want to get something new. That's awesome. But like, that means that we have to let some of our stuff that like is not like we're, we're not, we're not mean. We're not vindictive with this. We're not making her give away her favorite toys. But at the same time, it's like, hey, we. When was the last time you actually played with this toy? Like to your point earlier, with the like the only toy that you really remember was the GI Joe base, right? Right. Like, okay, when was the last time that you played with this stuffed animal? Like, if it's not something that we care about that much, let's pass it on and allow somebody else to enjoy it. Um, and it's that that concept of allowing somebody else to enjoy it that has really made a difference for, for Sienna, who's now seven. And it gets, it's one of those things where like she, she gets to think about it as like, oh, I remember when I got it and how much joy it brought me. Cool. Let's give it to somebody else so they can have like this wonderful experience with it and, and allow the toy to be played with. And like, there's a whole bunch of like different stories and whatnot, whatnot that go along with that. Uh, um, you know, yeah, I might, I might steal this one from you because the more we talk about it, right? Like the, the holidays, you know, for better or for worse in my family, this is where we do tend to give back the most. Mm-hmm. And for those of you listeners that are saying, well, you should be giving back year round, you're not wrong. <laughs> For whatever reason, this is the time of year where I really think about that. And you are by far not alone in that process, Ryan. But when you when you think about like, okay, you know, you're giving your child a gift or an experience or whatever it is to be able to share that with someone else 
you know, I, I think that's huge. Like that's the whole like purpose of the holidays. This is bringing the family together and helping those that maybe are less fortunate. Right. I, I think it's huge. And it's one in one out, you know, my, my kids aren't necessarily, uh, you know, I, you know, you guys heard my philosophy from, from number one, we've never actually given my kids a lot of gifts. Um, we, we've always done like for their birthdays, they always, we go somewhere, right? We don't give gifts. That being said, what's hitting me right now is, okay, you know, this year we're actually going up to Victoria for the Fairmount Empress. And I'm wondering, okay, as we go up there, what can we do to give back as we're doing this for our family? So it's still the same philosophy one in, in, as in we get to go to the Fairmount Empress. Okay. What do we give? What do we get to give back? to others. And I love, 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 love this. My, this is my favorite tip as, as we're talking about this, Alex. Well, and like one of the things you can do, Ryan, and, and this, this actually like we did, we've done this a couple of years. I think we got away from it during the pandemic just because I think we weren't shopping in stores during the pandemic. Um, but the idea and concept of like, okay, Hey, we are going to give a gift to like the the giving tree or wh- whatever like there's a bunch of different um charities that that make sure that kids that are less fortunate have a good happy holiday season and so one of the things we've done is we've actually like grabbed some tags from those and then we'll intentionally take sienna out shopping with the idea of like okay hey here's this four-year-old girl who doesn't have as much as you have what do we want to shop for her for right here are the types of things that she's asking for like what and have the conversation with her like hey what do we want to give her and like inevitably it starts out with like oh i want x and if you can get them to shift the thought process into cool that might be great for you you however this person wants like dollies and you're talking about playing soccer or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and so it's like well let's let's think about what they would want not what you would want by the way this works really great to figure out what your kid actually wants for christmas if you're trying to figure that out (laughs) um but at the same time like you get to actually like see the whole thought process that they go through and and it, it really started to actually change the mindset of like oh well they like this this and this so let's let's look over here and let's look, let's look at this thing and there's there've been a couple of times where Sienna's brought up stuff that like she's heard about it like daycare or school or something that like I had no idea existed but it combined like two or three of the things that are on the list of like oh they want uh, you know x y and z okay well this covers x and y that's perfect love it love it so real quick recap three tips for your Christmas spending. Number one, have a gift giving philosophy. Number two, set a budget and maybe more importantly, track that budget. Because how many people set a budget and actually don't track it? They just, oh, we set a budget. We just didn't stick to it. And then number three, the one in one out, right? Anything you're doing for your family, how can you give one uh, or, you know, give to charity or support your community at the same time? Yeah, give back to the community. Which takes us to the question of the day. Our question today is what are your holiday traditions? And Ryan, I want to hear one tradition that you guys have at the holiday 
that you may that I have not heard about. So this is not the we take an annual trip to Disney. Like what is it? What's one tradition that you guys have that I may not have heard of? So um my wife is Jewish and I'm I'm Christian. And so we we celebrate Harry Hanimus. <laughs> yes. He or she has a name, Harita or Harry. Um, kind of like Clarita, let her know. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, by the way, is Ryan's name for my daughter. <laughs> but what, what we actually do is uh, we, every Friday night, we actually do a Christmas light drive in town. And the ones that don't, <laughs> I don't let you share this on the podcast, but it's really funny. <laughs> we'll cut it if it doesn't make it. If they don't have lights up, my my children will go. Oh, they must be Jewish. Oh, wow! And not that that's like that's not demeaning. It's just they right. J- Judaism doesn't celebrate Christmas, right? So they genuinely, generally doesn't have don't have Christmas lights up. But as we're going through, we will actually randomly pick a house and um, decide on what we want to leave the house. So we'll actually pick the house. The next day we go find some sort of gift. It might be a bread. It might be some sort of um, cookie, some sort of gift like that. And we go back to the house the next night and we live it on, leave it on the doorstep. So we actually knock and run. Now, am I wrong or is Hanukkah the festival of light? And what are Christmas lights associated with? Christmas trees and yeah. not and, and the house and not 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 the religious component of it correct so that that's what we do what about you so i one of the things that my family instilled in me and like it's really weird because i remember being very very hesitant not enjoying this experience and uh, now i have become clark w griswold and like we go out and find a Christmas tree and go Christmas tree hunting every year. Um, yeah, it's uh, we don't quite go all the way out into the middle Does of nowhere. Does and... eyes freeze together? Oh yes, yes they do. <laughs> there, there was there have been a couple of years where like the tree that we wound up picking had a lot to do with the fact that it was pouring down rain living in the Pacific Northwest. And so it was like 35 degrees and down. That is the worst and, part. And just by miserable. the way, living out in Pacific Northwest is almost all the time you go to get your tree and it's raining. Snowing. Awesome. Awesome. Wonderful experience. It's that three to five degrees colder would make it so much better, which is weird to say. Yeah. Yeah. But, but- it's just, it's different the way, like when you're wet in your hands and you're trying to uh, yuck. <laughs> well, and like what we do is we like, we'll bring our own saw and we'll out, go out and like cut it down. It, no, it's a tree farm. So it's not like when you open going... up the tree, do you get the big tree where it breaks the windows? Oh yes. Every year we have to, I, you know, I, I don't believe you because Heather would kill you. <laughs> of course I'm kidding. Did the cat lose all seven lives? And yes, I don't. I know you don't have cats. No, no, we don't have cats. We hope this episode is valuable for you. We hope you have a wonderful holiday season. And as always, Mr. Collins. Cheers. 
This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities LLC, OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201, phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow Air Insurance License Number 15319412. CA Insurance License Number 0K24924. Alexander Collins Air Insurance License Number 7264699. CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Endpoint number 2022-147265, expiration November 2024.